0: This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress.
1: We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives.
0: And now the conversation begins. This is episode 84. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays.
1: And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Renee Morozovich. Renee is a WordPress developer from Pittsburgh, PA. She works with agencies and small businesses and loves planning, organizing, and all of the details. Renee is an introvert who loves roller skating, naps, nonfiction, and talking about money.
2: Hi, Renee.
0: Hey, guys. How are you? We're great and so glad you could join us today. Thanks for coming on the show, Renee. Can you tell us more about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I'm Renee and
2: I live in Pittsburgh and I live here with my uh, 10-year-old son half the time and I will be 40 this year. I don't know if I should say that or not. Um, but well, you just I, it, uh, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I don't know if I should tell no, you. No shame
0: in that. 40, 40 is, awesome. <laughs> is awesome.
2: It's the new 30 or something, right?
1: You are wearing black, I see.
2: I am. I am. I'm just preparing for the year ahead. So um, I'm excited. I'm hoping that I avoid the midlife crisis. I'm also wondering, is this midlife? Like, is is have I reached it? Or am I going to live to 100 and then I have another 10 years until midlife? I, I don't know how it goes.
0: Yeah. Having just turned 50 last year and about to turn 51, I would say I feel like I'm frighteningly beyond midlife now. I'm on the other side really? of that. So I think for you, yeah. You just feel like you feel, though. Like, I don't feel really like an age... I kind of just feel like me. Yeah, I think you definitely do, but when you're looking at your life ahead of you, it's sort of like, Wow, look at all that's behind me and there's still a lot ahead of me, but it's not as much as what's behind me. That's the thing I think. So at forty, you are kind of like in the middle. So happy birthday. <laughs> thanks,
2: <Gary>. thanks. <laughs> So yeah, that's it, that's a little bit about me. I work with WordPress. I mean, that's why I'm here. So we can uh, talk about that too. <laughs> where in Pittsburgh do you live? Uh, so I live in the suburbs. I live on the east side. Um And then when you live on, I don't know if this works that way with other cities, but when you live on the east side, you don't like the other side. Oh yeah. So, you know, to go to the south, like, no, 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 no. South Hills is no good. Um, <laughs> North, no. It's so far and there's so much traffic and Pittsburgh doesn't have a grid system. So it's, all haphazard and there's hills and one-way streets and everything's always closed so you can't really get around so I like the east side and I stick I stick to it mostly. Did you grow up there? Um, I I grew up close to where I live now yeah so in in the suburbs and uh, my parents live about 10 minutes away Um, and yeah so it's fine it's nice I'd like to live closer to the city once my son is older
1: can I ask a question about Pittsburgh? I understand that it has the second most amount of bridges of any city in the world, barring Venice.
2: So, Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, if that's true, and even if it's just anecdotally true, I know there are tons of bridges. Has anybody or do you keep track of how many bridges you've crossed to try to cross every bridge in Pittsburgh?
2: So I, I don't keep track. Um, sometimes you end up going across a bridge that you don't intend to go across. You're like, oh, I'm on this road. I didn't realize like, oh, no, here I am. I'm going, I'm going somewhere else. Um, but it's funny you say that. So I work for an agency who just did a website for a client um, called 446 Bridges. So the, the theory is that there are 446 bridges in Pittsburgh. I, I don't know if that's true. And I can not imagine that's really like a fixed number. Like I would think that's kind of in flux, you know, all the time. I
1: don't but know that it would flux all that much, right? I mean, well, it's not simple to throw up a bridge across over a quarter mile wide piece of water.
2: Exactly, right. So yeah, if, if maybe one goes down, they put it back up. But you know very spe- specifically 446 like they tore you know one bridge down it takes a year for like, that to, to get back up and then maybe they tear one down and then that never goes back up you know like oh it can't go that way anymore so, it, so it's just extra. the exact number so yeah like
0: about 446 but yeah kind of that's concerned. a lot that's a yeah. lot of bridges mm-hmm. so i'm going to bridge into wordpress and ask you how <laughs> you got started with wordpress i know yes So I started with
2: WordPress a few years ago. I was working at like a, I'd say this like a regular job, I guess, you know, like I went in at eight and then I went home at five, that kind of thing every day. And I I kind of had some downtime at work, so I started looking around and then I had so much downtime that I started taking some classes and I got really interested in it. And I liked the community that I found. And I liked how I had leveraged some of my past experience to, um, you know, do something new. And it was new and exciting. And it came with all of those other things beyond WordPress, like working for yourself and taking on different kinds of clients and projects where like at a regular job, you work with the same people doing the same projects, you know, every day. So I really liked that. And I kept going. And last, not last year, the year before, uh, in August, I quit my job with, you know, some clients and kind of jumped in. Um, I had seen this cartoon where there was a person like a guy hanging off a cliff and the the first panel and then the second panel he lets go and the um the third panel, the ground is like, you know, three inches below him. So he thinks he's gonna fall really That's far. Awesome. And he really doesn't fall that far and it's totally fine. Uh, which is what happened. So far That's it's been cool. really good. Um, you know, every everybody's been really nice and, you know, I've had really great clients and, you know, some
0: difficult times, but but overall, you know, much better than, uh, it's a much better fit for me. Yeah. What's, what's your background? In, in Is it in, in computers, coding, yes. design? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I went to school for computer science. And then uh, when I graduated, I got a job at PPG. Some people know PPG. Um, you know, they make glass and paint and stuff like that. And I worked there for a little while. And I, I knew right away that it was not going to work you know, they gave me like a lot of money and like a bunch of benefits and all these things. And they put me in an office and I, you know, I was 21 years, 22 years old and thought, oh no, oh no. And I would cry and I'd go home and I'd cry and I couldn't get up in the morning. I would cry. Like it was so bad. And so like a few years later I quit and my parents were just, oh, like I had done something really, really terrible. Um and then I had some other jobs. I kept kind of going back to that same sort of job, so I was programming I did a little bit of teaching adults um you know computer related things um but I kept going back you know every two years or so, I would get a new job in like a just at a different company doing the same kind of thing, and you know it with insanity, you know doing the same thing and thinking something else is going to happen, so the same things kept happening yeah. and then eventually I was like, wait, 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 no. And something different has to, something has to change. So here I am.
0: So it sounds like working for yourself feels more right. Is that?
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I like the whole gamut of things. You know, some people are like, I hate billing and, you know, I hate talking on the phone and all this stuff. I like all that stuff, you know, in moderation. Like I can't talk on the phone all day. You know, I can't do billing all day, obviously. But like, I like the whole, the whole spiel. So it, it is good.
0: That's great. And you have flexibility. You have a son. How old is your yes. son? Mm-hmm, he's 10. Okay. So, he yeah, needs- so I don't cry in the mornings now. Yeah. <laughs> he, needs, <laughs> he needs some attention and you can be flexible, which is a great
2: thing. Yes. To. Yeah, definitely. I can pick him up early or, you know, I can take him in late, you know, and it's not a big deal. It's, um, you know, if he's sick and he really hasn't been sick, you know, now that he's past that, like really young child age, he's better. And yeah, I can just, for the most part, you know, stop whatever I'm doing and you know, attend to him if he
1: needs. So it's good. Yeah, that's a great flexibility there. And it's hard to it's hard to put a dollar amount on that, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, a few years down the road, what would you say to, what would it have to pay you to get rid of that? I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know. It's such a such an interesting thing. And I'm in a similar position. My children are about the same age and I work from home and work for myself. And having that flexibility to be there when they need me or even mm-hmm. just when they want me, like, yeah, all right, you no, know, let's go play some Fortnite. Let's go do that.
2: Um, yeah, definitely. Or,
1: you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's, let's go out for ice cream. Why not?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's, that's lucky. So tell me a little bit about your clients. Who, who, who do you work with? You said you work with agencies and small businesses. Mm-hmm. Are you working directly with the website owners? Are you working on behalf of other agencies that are delivering for their clients? How does that all work for you?
2: So I do work with some agencies. And in some cases, I have access to the the end client. So I, you know, I can talk directly to the end client, you know, I just loop the agency people in and, you know, that's no problem. Um, other agencies, I don't, I just work with the, the agency themselves. And they give me all the requirements. Um, in those cases, those are generally like website builds. So here's the design, build out, you know, the homepage and some of some of the other pages, Um, And then they take it from there. Um, So I like both. Both are nice. Uh, But then I do work with my own clients, Um, you know, in individuals and small businesses, you know, who need something, you know, maybe they need changes to an existing site or, you know, maybe they need a whole new site entirely. So they can do those sort of things. Um, And then I just started working um, with a plugin developer, um, making some plugin changes. Um, So that's my goal in 2019 is to get a little bit more into that and, you know, get, get up to speed in the wordpress world you know as it relates to uh, the languages that are used here so i have programming experience but in other languages
1: so that's neat so that last that plugin work is a plugin owner is saying hey renee can you help me add these three bits of functionality and we want to bulk this out in some way shape or form can you just lead on that
2: Yes, yeah, that that's exactly what's happened so far, and and that'll be my goal is to look for more opportunities like that. Um, you know, how I'm not sure yet, but um, and maybe do some you know contributions to free plugins. You know that where it looks like it might fit fit my skill set.
1: In the plugin that you're working on, is that a paid plugin or is it one of these freemium where it comes free and then the add-ons come in?
2: Uh, I'm just wondering about behind model, the business behind yeah. it, and
1: not asking you to reveal for whom <laughs> you're working, but more just what what's uh, the economy behind what you're doing.
2: Um, yeah, so the the freemium sort of model, where yeah, the base plugin has you know a, a nice a nice number of features, and then you know if you want to add this on or add that on or you know add something else on, then you
0: know those
2: those features too. So
0: you're doing a lot of different things, and you like the variety of the things that you're doing. Um, what is the biggest challenge of when you are doing so many different kinds of things? How do you manage all of the things that you have in different directions?
2: I think part of it, yeah, it's hard to manage the time where, especially with the technical work, I really need to block off time where if I'm working for an agency and making some changes or, you know, doing a quick build and waiting for a client You know, I can have my email running, I can have Slack open, you know, I can kind of ping around and, you know, do these, these things, but the other type of work, I have to turn all of that off. I try not to promise anything really quickly. So that will give me buffer time so that, you know, somebody says, Hey, Renee, can you do this by tomorrow? Well, I can can do that by Friday, you know, give me a couple of days that way I can, I can fit it in so
0: that, you know, it works out. Yeah, it sounds like you have a good handle on your time management and you know what you need to do to get things done, which helps you.
2: As it gets busier, it, it can get more difficult. And um, I have that worry right now. I have a, a couple of new leads and, okay, what if people sign on all at the same time? I try not to think too far ahead. Um, yeah. Just, okay, what do I have to do right now? You know, what's upcoming? Map it all out as best I can and uh, basically just sit down and get to work
0: yeah I was going to to say that um, you know how to plan your time so that you can be successful which is the question I'm going to ask you next which is how okay. do you define success Renee in your personal professional combination of the two how do you define success
2: So I think we talked a little bit about it already but the the professional success is is that flexibility um, doing interesting work um, helping people so People email me and say, you know, I need help with this. And it's so exciting to be able to write back or, or talk with them on the phone or meet with them in person and, and help them in their business. Um, you know, making enough money to support myself and not crying in the morning. All of those. I feel like I'm wildly successful right now. Um, you know, I don't want to it. But, you know, I, I feel very fortunate too um, for the professional. Um, and then personal success is traveling um spending time with people that i care about um spending time by myself um relaxing once more, um hobbies, you know that kind of thing um so that area probably needs a little bit of work but those are things that i define personal success as yeah those
1: are those are good things um what are what are hobbies? You know, travel. That's a, that's a pretty obvious one. You know, the the newness and the adventure and the and the different cultures and all that comes with that. But when you're when you're not when you're not working, when you're not traveling, what are you doing?
2: I knew as soon as I said hobbies, I thought, oh no, I should not said hobbies.
1: No, what I have to hobbies? have a hobby.
2: <laughs> I know what are my hobbies? What does well, it doesn't have out. to be? A hobby? I do right? hear I roller mean, skating.
1: Yeah, we all refer to hobbies, but yeah, talk to us about roller skating.
2: Yeah, I love the roller skater
1: or a four-wheeler. No,
2: no, 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 four-wheeler, four-wheeler. I have my own skates. Um, So a couple of years ago, I wanted to teach my son to skate. I feel like it's my duty as a parent to teach my son, you know, whether I teach him or somebody else teaches him, to arrange for his teaching of these things that are harder to learn as an adult. So I felt like roller skating fits into that, you know, and I don't, like as a girlfriend that. 16 or whatever. And she likes the roller skate. And he's like, well, I can't skate. You know, like, I feel like I will have done him a disservice. So we go, we have some friends who go, he, he really likes the inline skate. So he has those, but I have my own roller skates that are black and pink. And nice. it's fun. It's like, it's a communal activity, but it's really an individual activity. So, you know, we're all there together and we all take a break and get some snacks, you know, and, and we skate a couple things. And then we sit down on the side and we talk to each other but when you're out there skating, really, it's just you. And it's kind of freeing. Like, you know, you're listening to songs and going around the rink. Like,
0: yeah,
2: it's, I, it's,
0: I did that when I was younger. I didn't even know there still were roller skating rinks. I mean, I don't <laughs> There's
2: know. actually one. So my sister lives in Minnesota. And they have one close to her house where they have an over 30 night. And it's just people over 30. And I would love to do that. When I was out there, we didn't get to go. But that's... That's my dream to go. Where no elbow kids.
0: pads, knee pads, big, huge <laughs> pads around everybody. <laughs> I have a friend who tried oh, roller skating. She broke both of her arms. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Good. No good. Good.
0: Yeah. It's dangerous when you get older.
2: It is, yeah. And that's how I feel like maybe skiing, like some things. And I go slow, like
0: I'm not that person zipping around the you know the thing Like you gotta be careful. That's fun. That's cool for your son to imagine him, you know, growing up with that skill and doing it with his friends and that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Can you skate backwards?
2: So so funny you say that too. My brother-in-law was here over Christmas and he was asking my son about skating backwards and neither of us can do it. So we went a couple of weeks ago after Christmas and there was a backwards skate, you know, so I thought, okay, I'm going to get out there and do it. So I get out there and I'm like thinking really hard. I said, "Take a video of me." So I have this video. I'm, I'm going so slow, and we went with friends, a couple friends, and the little girl is five. And in the video, she just glides backwards right past me. And here I'm like thinking and trying and you know trying to wrap my mind around it. You know, obviously way overthinking the whole thing. But so no. <laughs> not, or not yet. There's,
1: not yet. That, uh, that, that's that's um, the success. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. I'd I like, like to do that crossover thing too. You know yeah. where they you see the people and they cross. It. Now, do you ice skate? Maybe. Also, no, no, ice. no, no, no. It's I've, I've been ice skating before, but you have to tie the skate really tightly around your ankle, and that's uncomfortable for me. Um, but those, the same friends that we go with, they like to ice skate. So you know, maybe your friends do something, you know, maybe you try it. So we haven't yet, but maybe we will.
1: I look forward to seeing that video, please.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> I'll put it on Twitter later.
1: All right. Sounds good. Sounds, good. <laughs> Sounds good. I want to talk to you a little bit about WordPress community. You've you shared, Renee, how from your, your day job, you started looking at WordPress as uh, something new, a bit of a challenge, freshen things up, what have you. And then you drifted, I'll say drifted, but it was probably if you like to plan that well and you're that organized, you did not drift. You went methodically from one point to the next, but I'm going to use drift. You drifted into where you're at now professionally, but how did did the WordPress community find you or how did you find it and how did you get into it really?
2: Yeah, so I when I was taking some classes, somebody mentioned that there were things like meetups and there were things like word camps and, you know, like, I didn't know any, any of this. I didn't know it existed. So I went to a meetup, um, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has two meetups, one on the North and one in the city, because again, you know, if you go to one, you're not going to the other in general. Um, and I met Melinda, um, Melinda helped and she was the organizer of, of that city group at the time. And, Just for the minute I walked in, she was so eager to talk about WordPress and like everything that was available and how everything worked and and all of that. She works for automatic. So, you know, she has a lot of information and has been in the community a long time. So I started coming to the meetups regularly. I went to WordCamp Kent, which was my first WordCamp in not this past year, but the year before. And it was a two day event and the first speaker was Carrie Dills and sure. she talked about she talked about her time at Starbucks and wearing the green apron and what that meant. And I like started crying. I'm like, what is this? What have I stumbled into? Like this whole I thought we were here to talk about WordPress and we we're talking about imposter syndrome and you know, and we're all encouraged to say hi to each other. And, you know, I'd been to tech conferences before, like new. Mm-hmm. We're not doing any of that, you know, you're encouraged to find somebody sitting alone and go to lunch with them and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, which I did really overwhelming, but in a good way. So then I went to another Word camp, WordCamp uh, Pittsburgh, and then I started organizing that city meetup. So I'm kind of the organizer from the perspective of like, I like to find people to talk. I like to reserve a space and I like to kind of make it all happen. I'll do like the introduction, this- but really like... Yeah, exactly. The details. I take care of all that. You know, I put the signs up and make sure everybody, you know, is here and where are you and that kind of stuff. Um, and try to, you know, welcome and encourage people when they come. And, you know, I've done a, a, a bunch of meetups last year. We have a meetup next week. Um, and then I have two more schedules. So our meetup next week is just like a coffee. Like we're going to meet at a coffee shop and just talk. And then in February, we have a back-to-back um, Google Analytics 101 and 102. So we had the 101 last year. And it was really popular, but some people couldn't make it. So we're going to do a Zoom call Monday night and then the 102 the next day. Uh, we have two really great spaces here in Pittsburgh that we have the need of, uh, pair network, um, on the south side is a local, local hosting, uh, company. Um, they host anybody, um, and they're really great, very personable. You can call them, you know, and just talk to somebody right in Pittsburgh right away and also, uh, code and supply. So code and supply is a co-working space and they do a lot of, you know, really great community things. Um, you know, we can use their space for free and um, really nice. So I started doing that last year, uh, WordCamp Pittsburgh. I helped with the social media and the, the tweeting. Oh, it was overwhelming. Um, I tried to post some on the website, you know, and kind of just, you know, make people, make people aware of the event and, you know, try to get people in. And we had a really nice event. It, w- it was good. And, you know, it's kind of keep going from there. So, also, I'm part of a Slack group, um, you know, that Tara's in and really just trying to meet people and any opportunity that there's like a call or, you know, something that we can kind of get together. I like to try to take advantage of um, because although I like to work alone, I, I do like to talk to people too, so. that answers the
1: question yeah that was great that was great i word park word camp pittsburgh is definitely on my list i'm over in philly and it's one state separated by just a lot a lot a lot of miles
2: it's far it's really far far from one into the other yeah totally
1: but i i i do have plans to go i do have plans to go so you'll have to keep us
2: we're looking for an organizer though so terry (coughs) excuse me terry Uh, was the organizer the past two years and Mm -hmm a little bit of a void right now and it's kind of uncertain but you know do you
1: know anybody that likes to get all the organizational work done oh and bring in I'm, speakers and arrange the venue do you know anybody that
2: i so don't know if i'm ready yet i there there is some pressure but i i i'll
1: it, walk you the, back to that cartoon i'll walk you back to that <laughs> <laughs> i think you got it if you want it You've got it so let me let me ask you another question if I can mm-hmm. and it's about advice and it's not advice necessarily that you would share or that you stumbled that you pass on but what is something that someone has shared with you what's the best advice you've ever received and successfully implemented in your life
2: So when I got out of college I stumbled upon this CD by Jim Rohn. It's called The Art of Exceptional Living. So I realize this is not like an actual person that I know or somebody has said specific words to me personally. Oh, that's fine. But
1: that's fine. Anything.
2: It's a, great, it's a great CD. And as I was preparing for our talk last night, I was searching for it. And there's actually a SoundCloud recording of the whole thing, which I can share. But it's, he's just such a great speaker and he's so eloquent. And so not only the things that he says, it's how he says it. But basically the gist is you you have the power to create the life that you want. And also good for you to think about what you actually want. But, you know, through like practicing daily positive habits and, you know, continuing to learn, life isn't something that's that's happening to you. It's something that you can fashion and you can create the life that you want. And although it took me a while to really understand, excuse me, and implement those lessons, I feel like I'm on a better road now, and so that was great advice.
0: That is good advice, and I love hearing um, about new resources like that—new podcasts or books and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, thank you for sharing that. That's great. Um, what books are you reading right now that that you can that you're enjoying? You said you like to read nonfiction. <clears throat> yes, yeah. So I just read when I'm,
2: I'm almost finished with, um, start with why start with why is, is one that I'm almost finished with. And I'm actually reading one about, I forget what it's called. Something about It's about stopping binge eating and I, it's a really loaded title, but, but binge eating, meaning anything outside of what, of how you want to eat. So not like I ate four quarts of ice cream, but you know, I ate Two pieces of cake and I you know really didn't want to eat two pieces of cake so it's it's a really interesting book um I'm almost finished with that but those are the two that I'm re- oh I'm reading one more I'm reading um the daily stoic so Adam Silver and I both bought the daily stoic it's 366 meditations, so it's a meditation a day and
0: so just reading one of those every day it's, you know maybe two or three pages okay that's how long that is two. yeah yeah. Do you also meditate or is this your is, is reading a form of meditation? I suppose.
2: I've meditated in the past. I have the insight timer and there's a few meditations that I will listen to, especially if I wake up really early. Like if I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, my brain will turn on like it go, it's like go time. And yeah. that's, you know, that's unacceptable. That well, I'm not getting up at four and I'm not going to start working. So I try to listen to a meditation that will lull me back to sleep. Um, and that works. Pretty much, but yeah, that's that's the extent of it right now. I did Headspace for a year, and that was yeah. really great.
0: Yeah, um, but it, it became
2: Headspace. It, so there's a book, um, but there's also an app, and the app kind of guides you um, on a daily meditation practice. And there's there's different ones, different packages you can do. You can do like yeah. thirty days for sleep, and and things like that. But it became an obligation. It became you know self care that was something I had to check off the list which I think was defeating the purpose.
0: Yeah. I feel that way about meditation. I've, I've used uh, headspace as well. And, and um, sort of back into it now, and trying to get a streak of a few days in a row, but I don't feel like it makes that huge of a difference for me, but I know it's supposed to. So I keep trying it, right. It is that check the box type of thing. So. And
2: over time, right? Like it, it maybe is supposed to help at some point later, where yeah, you don't maybe necessarily see the results really quickly.
0: It, yeah, I'm, I'm to maybe pause or let things kind of roll past you so they don't. So I guess you can handle them better maybe is, is part mm-hmm. of it. It's part of the philosophy. So um, you referenced a couple of times getting over a, a phase for you where you would, you're crying in the morning. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that or how you've moved beyond that? Well, at the time, I think it was
2: just the the structure of the work and it was like, oh my, I I can't go. I can't sit there all day. I, you know, and and like sometimes you're not busy and and all those politics and workplace, you know, like the guy that never washes his dishes. I'm like, oh, it's too much. It's just, some people are, are great with that sort of corporate, you know, thing. Like my sister works for 3M, her and her husband both, and they're You know they're high up in the food chain, and they they're like the people, and they're they're doing the thing. Like I'm just not that kind of person. My dad um, is a mechanic, and he's owned his own business um, 50 years this year, and he's doing whatever man. Like he he goes and he wants to haul something today, and he's going to fix some cars, and you know he works like he's a good worker, um, but he you know he's he's working on his terms he's not taking that person that comes in and they seem like they're a pain. He's going to tell them to, you know, go to the next garage over, but it's just more, more how I feel. I don't know how I got to be that way, but that's kind of how I feel about it. So the crying has subsided, um, you know, just because I can do what I, what I want to do now. Good. Good to hear.
1: So following the Jim Rohn CDs or DVDs, Mm -hmm. live your life. The way you want it to think about how you want it to do and then make that happen over time
2: yeah and that you really have the the power to you know do do those things so you know he talks about things that are easy to do or also not easy to do you know it goes both ways so like eating an apple every day easy to do easy not to do but it adds up over time so you know you you have those that that power so we just read atomic habits Uh, In the Slack group, we're going to talk about it. I think later today. And also, I read *The Slight Edge*. So those are books that are, you know, they talk about the same thing. Where like, you know, if I'm if I'm eating a cookie every day and you're eating an apple every day, like for a really long time, it looks like we're going along. I'm I'm making a thing. You're not going to see this in podcast, but um, eventually, my health is going to go up if I've been eating the apple, and the other person's health is going to go down if they've been eating a cookie. And it looks like it will have happened all of a sudden. But it's that it's that compound curve. It's that exponential curve. So it's the same thing with money. You know, so that the curve, you know, looks like not much is happening. And then it goes up or it goes down. So,
0: yeah, that's interesting. Very introspective. Those are some good resources. You you have a lot of good tips and, and information. Your reading pays off <laughs> for us. I like to read, yeah.
1: We didn't even get into talking about money and that's probably going to have to be a conversation for another day because we are are out of time today, Renee. It has flown by. Thank you very much for joining us.
0: This has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for joining us. Where can people find you online?
2: So they can go to my website, uh, ReneeMZW.com, and that will redirect to my name, which is much longer than that. a little bit harder to spell, but
0: ReneeMZW.com. And I'm also on Twitter, but you can find that from the website. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Renee. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Renee. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com.
1: Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.